and welcome to Sort of the Story. I'm Janie. And I'm Max. And this is the podcast where we tell each other stories like fairy tales and folk tales and mythology. And also, you you're are here. here. <gasps> welcome. Welcome. Unless you're a child, in which case not welcome. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get the get a heck on out of here. <laughs> you little doggy. <laughs> it didn't get a long. heck on out of here. <laughs> Didn't take long to get weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we're really excited that you're here for episode 84. 84. We're getting a little bit crazy over the fact that we are almost to 100 episodes of this podcast. That's a lot of episodes. This is a weird amount of episodes. 84 is also a stupid number. Should we just not even do this? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week on 85. (laughs) The sexy episode. You know what, though? If... The thought of not listening to us for a week sent you into a spiral of pain and depression. Then don't worry. <laughs> There's, there is um, yeah, an go ahead. offer that we would like to extend. <laughs> no, you're doing to prevent that. You're doing so good, buddy. Thanks, man. Take your time. <laughs> you can join us on Patreon. And for $7 a month, you can get a whole extra super sexy fancy, elegant, classy bonus episode each month. And they are classy. (laughs) We put off the air of two women drinking champagne in our fanciest underwear. (laughs) So yeah, if you want that, go over there, $7. You become an official story baby, and it's awesome. And if you're like, I actually hate listening to you, I would rather just write to you personally and tell you that uh, we don't think your underwear is fancy at all. Guess what? (laughs) You can do that for $3 a month. (laughs) That gives you access to our team troll tier, and uh, it gives you access to our Discord, where you can chit-chat, and you can hang out, and you can rap battle, and you can ask questions, and we'll put those questions maybe in the bonus episode, which you can't listen to unless you pay an extra $4. <laughs> and the rich get richer. <laughs> so uh, yeah, head on over to Patreon. The links are in our bio. You can also find all of our socials and our email information, as well as information about the stories at our website, sortofthestory.com. Yeah. Okay, well, that was professional and, dare I say <laughs> No <it>? notes. Sexy? <laughs> Do you want to just get into it? Do we have any news to share? No. No. <laughs> Let's do it. This is a first. Yes. Let's make this episode 30 minutes long. Go! Woo, woo, woo! Okay, JD. Okay, Max. I've got a very dumb story for you this week. I'm so excited. I just bought a bunch of books off of thrift books, and I went through four of them that I had not cracked open before, and I was like, surely if I grab a pile of four books, I'll be able to find a story that I really like among Mm -hmm. four books. Wrong. (laughs) And foolish. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. It's the weirdest thing. We read stories all day, every day, and sometimes, no matter what we're looking at, it's not good for the podcast. Yeah. That's a bummer. It is. So I put back those four books, um, and I picked another book, which is a collection of Italian folk tales by Italo Calvino, Yeah, um, who edited, compiled, and retold a lot of traditional Italian folk tales in this edition. Um, It's very cool. He is a noted Italian, like, folk story retailer um, from the 19th century. When your parents want you to be Italian so bad, they named you Italo. (laughs) Italo. (laughs) The boy of Italy. <laughs> um, and his sister, Idela. Uh, <laughs> the girl of Italy. <laughs> and their non-binary sibling, Idela. 
Italo ex. Italo's last name. She's married. Okay. Uh, and she married into the Tapasta family. So her name is Italo Tapasta. Eat a lot of pasta. <laughs> and that's it. That's the joke. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Actually, Italo yeah. um, later married into the <laughs> the Dove Eggs family. <laughs> So he is eat a load of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did he change his name? Because <laughs> he married a man. Aw, <laughs> good for him. Didn't even think about it. Also, what a fucking scam. Women, keep your names. They're keep yours. Your <laughs> Make a new name. No. Fight God. Keep your name. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> Fight for that. Speaking of names and them being ridiculous... The story that I have for you today is Petey Pete versus Witch Bewitch. No. <laughs> and it is a Looney Tunes ass tale. I am so ready. Petey Pete was a boy. Much like Eat a Load. <laughs> eat a Load of Eggs. <laughs> was Petey Pete from Italy? <laughs> he was, believe it or not. Oh my God. Petey Pete was a little boy and he went to school. He walked to school every day, and every day on his walk to school, he would pass by a pear tree. Okay. And every day on his way to school, he would climb up the pear tree, and he would sit on a branch and eat a bunch of pears, and then climb down and go to school. (laughs) Classic going to school moves. Yeah, you know, when you're on your way to school, and then you stop and eat a bunch of pears. The youths in these (laughs) days don't even know. They're like fucking walking to school, sexting. With their faces in their frickin' iPads. Can I really quickly interrupt? <laughs> no. When I said I had no news, that's not true. I chaperoned my first fifth grade dance, and I had to break up a makeout ring of one fifth grade boy and three fifth grade girls, and there were like... And his friend, who was holding his jacket open to, yes. like, block them from view. Yeah, the reason why I saw it was because I looked at this one kid who's bigger than the rest of the kids who had his jacket around the corner of this fucking gym. And I was like, what's going on? And I walked up, and I was like, and I moved the kid out of the way, and just, there's just a bunch of little girls, and they're making out with one boy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, gross. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Go on, get. I was like, uh, no, go somewhere else. I said gross like three times. This kid was strutting. He's like, Ms. Rabideau. And I was like, get out of here. <laughs> I think you need like a little water sprayer bottle. I should start spraying them with water. <laughs> or holy water. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. That's that's my story. That's mm-hmm. what my life is now. And I fucking hate it. Yeah. You can't hear this, though, because they're legally bound to not listen to this, because we said from the beginning, no children allowed. No children allowed. Okay, so Petey Pete's up there not doing any of that. No, Petey Pete's eating pears (laughs) in the pear tree. (laughs) He's my favorite part of Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Petey Pete's up in the tree. He stopped on his way to school to eat pears from the pear tree, Mm -hmm. and he's sitting up there and passes by below who should come, but which be which? Her name is Witch, and then B, like short for Beatrice, and then Witch, like Junie, hyphenated. Like Junie B. Jones. Is it Junie is it? B. Jones? I thought it was B. Period Jones. Yeah. No, it's Junie. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. It's Witch B. 
B, like B-E-A hyphen. Oh, you said witch. Be- I was thinking witch, and you said B for Beatrice, so I thought it was B, period. No, like B, like short for Beatrice. Okay. Well, this is important <laughs> for the story now. Yeah. I understand everything. <laughs> Her name is Witch Beatrice Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Witch Bewitch. And she passes under the tree, and she calls up to PDP, and she says, PDP, <clears throat> pass me a pear with your little paw. I mean it. Don't guffaw. My mouth waters. I swear, I swear. <laughs> and PDP is like, ah, but who is asking? Which be which? And you know what? Which be which doesn't eat pears. Oh. You know what she does eat? Little boys. <laughs> so he's like, she's trying to trick me. So he sits up at the top of the tree, and he's like, okay. I'm going to throw a pear down to you. And so he picks a pear off the tree and he Mm -hmm. tosses it down to her and she goes like, uh, and makes like a half-hearted effort to catch it and then misses and it lands in, I'm not making this up, in a pile of cow shit. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh, well, I don't want that one. And so then she calls back up again. Petey Pete, pass me a pear with your little paw. I mean it, don't go far. My mouth waters. I swear, I swear. Yeah. So he's like, okay, that's fair. You don't want the one that's covered in shit. Yes. So he plucks another pear and he's like, okay, you got to catch it this time. And she's like, yeah, totally got it. And she like puts her hands out. (laughs) Definitely not intending to try and catch it. And he tosses it down and she goes, (laughs) completely miss. She like accidentally touches it and is like, ah, (laughs) and it lands in a puddle of horse pee. Ew. (laughs) Why is horse pee so much worse than cow shit? (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, well, I don't want that pear now. <laughs> I want that even less than the cow shit one. <laughs> yeah. What is that about? <laughs> um, and so she calls up to him again. This rhyme is going to come up like 30 times. So I'm just going to say, she says the same thing again. <laughs> Edie Pete, don't go far, give me a pear. I'm your paw. <laughs> <laughs> is that the... <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Hand me a pear with your paw. Uh, until the sweat drips down my phone. <laughs> PDP, hand me a pair, or I'll pull down your underwear. <laughs> I'm almost positive the ends of both of those did not make it. <laughs> um, so... Discord, let us know. <laughs> What's your favorite rhyme to scream at children at the top of a pear tree? <laughs> So finally, PDP, she like he can see that Witch Be Witch is starting to get frustrated. And he's like, okay, so I should actually just make sure that I give this to her because she's starting to get mad, right? Okay. Apparently. Apparently. Um, mm-hmm. The story's really weird. Okay. Uh, Lee written. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but that rhyme is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have like any kind of meter or... Yeah. Honestly, rhymes. <laughs> well, she's witch be witch. She's not William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, all right, I've got to actually get her a pair. So he plucks a pair and he's like, okay, I'm coming down to give you the pair. Okay, so you can eat the pear and not me. And she's like, why would I ever do that? Of course, I just want a pair. I swear, I swear. And he's like, okay. And he climbs down. <laughs> And he holds out the pear and he's like, here you go. And she's like, great. And she like opens up her bag and he goes to put the pear in the bag and she just scoops him into the bag. (laughs) She scoops PDP into the bag and then she ties the top of the bag and throws it over her shoulder and starts to walk home with a screaming little boy in a sack over her shoulder. (laughs) Um, She gets about halfway home 
And then she has to pee. There's a lot of pee in this yeah, story. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm beginning to suspect that wasn't Orr's pee. <laughs> <laughs> um, she gets about halfway home and she has to stop to relieve herself. Mm-hmm. So she sets down the sack next to the road and she goes off into the woods to pee. Yeah. Petey Pete. Something you don't know about him just yet is that he's got He sharp- loves pee. <laughs> <laughs> he goes fucking feral. <laughs> in town, they call him pee-pee. <laughs> Pee pee, stay in the tree. <laughs> you weird us out. <laughs> That's something I don't want to see. <laughs> pee pee, you're not in here, are you? <laughs> pee pee, you know that hiding in a bathroom's a felony. <laughs> you cannot come here to watch me pee. <laughs> pee pee, are you hiding in my bathroom? You have to tell me. <laughs> Otherwise, it's entrapment. Tea. <laughs> Classic fairy tale. <laughs> it's entrapment when someone hides and waits for you to pee. And that's on the law. <laughs> that's on the books. <laughs> Tell you that much. You open up a law book and that's the first thing you'll see. That's the first thing they teach you in Harvard. <laughs> Harvard law. Harvard law. <laughs> Can't hide in a bathroom and not expect to be entrapped. <laughs> This is bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Petey Pete is uh, enraged by the sound of her her forceful stream. The thing you don't know about Petey Pete is Mm -hmm. is that he's got sharp little teeth like a rat. (laughs) (laughs) So he's in this sack on the side of the road, and he starts furiously gnawing on the rope that's holding the bag shut. And in moments, he has sliced through it with his razor-sharp incisors. (laughs) Um, and he climbs out of the bag and then he goes and he picks up a really big rock and he puts it in the bag and then he ties the bag back up (laughs) so when witch be witch comes back from the woods yeah he has fled yeah and but all she sees is the sack with like a lump in it and she picks it up and she says oh petey pete to carry you is a feat I bet you're mad you couldn't see when I was in the woods to pee. pee. <laughs> I was in the woods, comma, pee. <laughs> Listen, I'm at least as good at rhyming as she is. <laughs> you, are, you really are. So Witch Be Witch throws the sack over her shoulder and walks home. And she gets home and she calls out to her daughter. Yeah. And you'll never believe what her daughter's name is. Uh-huh. It's Maggie May. Oh, no. I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> no, you, you were about to try, and I'm glad you did I really was. I was trying to swallow my coffee enough to say, like, witch, pee, witch. <laughs> <laughs> no, her daughter's name is Maggie May, which is short for Marguerite. May. <laughs> yep. Right. So, witch, pee, witch comes home and says, Maggie May, Marguerite, come unto the door. Then I ask you more. Put on the pot to stew Petey Pete. <laughs> well, my name is Brandon, and I'm, I can't rap. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a tweet that Max showed me years ago, <clears throat> which was, like, 
my name is Brandon, and I like to rap. I'm not very good, and I like to rap. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So she calls out to her daughter, Maggie Mae, and she says, come to the door, help me bring this in, and also put on a a pot of potter. pot of water to boil on the stove yeah and so maggie may helps her bring the bag inside and then um she goes and she fills a cauldron up with water puts it over the fire until the water boils and everything and then witch bewitch is like great now we'll have a feast and she takes the bag and she tips it over upside down into the cauldron Mm -mm -mm. and this big old rock falls out of the bag and smashes the bottom of the cauldron (laughs) and boiling hot water like goes out into the room yeah and also the water lands on the fire and so it's just clouds of steam (laughs) and like their feet are being scalded and they're like no Witch Bewitch is like, oh no, I've been tricked. Yeah. And her daughter, Maggie May, who I think the story is trying to imply is a little bit dumb. Yeah. Says, Mama, just what do you mean by boiling stones in our tureen? <laughs> She's like, Mom, we can't eat rocks. <laughs> Why would you bring home rocks? Even if, here's my problem. Mm-hmm. Even if it hadn't been just a rock, it would have still been a whole human boy that they're holding above something and letting splash in that still would have had boiling water going everywhere for sure you gotta get some tongs <laughs> tongs <laughs> i say <laughs> <laughs> there's a system <laughs> there is a system mm-hmm. yeah frankly were it i yes i would have knocked that kid out and then put him in the water and then boiled it you would have done that or or you could have the, <laughs> the lobster method yes you as it is horrifyingly known <laughs> You could have done the frog method where you put a frog in a pot, just in normal water, and then it starts getting hotter and the frog's like, this is nice. And all of a sudden it's boiling and the frog is dead. That's how you cook a frog. <laughs> is that that's so how you cook Missouri. a frog. <laughs> that is maybe the most Missouri thing <laughs> that uh, I could say. And uh, I'm ashamed. <laughs> So Witch Bewitch is like, well, obviously I didn't mean to throw stones in the cauldron, and you're very dumb. And she says, child, rekindle the flame. I'll be back in a flash with something more tame. And oh. then she picks up her em- now empty sack, throws it over her shoulder, and goes to walk out. And then she's like, but wait, he'll know it's me, and then I'm trying to eat him. Hmm. If only I had some manner of disguise, oh. <laughs> so he wouldn't know it was me, Witch Bewitch. And she puts on those novelty glasses with the mustache attached. Very close. She oh. puts on a blonde wig. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she puts on a blonde wig. She goes back out to the pear tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sitting in the pear tree is Petey Pete, because he didn't go to school after escaping from a witch. He went back to the pear tree <laughs> to eat more pears. <laughs> didn't go home. Didn't go to the authorities. What a delinquent. What a delinquent. What a what a little pear boy. I hope he gets eaten at the end of the story. <laughs> He's being a little bit parasocial. He's being a little bit pernicious. Mmm. He's Trying being be- a little bit paranoid. He's a little bit perilous. <laughs> <laughs> We've been rewatching Letterkenny yeah. shows. <laughs> So she goes back to the tree and she sees that once again, PDP is sitting at the top of the tree. And now she comes up with her blonde wig and she's like, oh, hello there. <laughs> and she says, PDP, pass me a pear with your little paws. I mean it. Don't guffaw. My mouth waters. I swear. I swear. She put on a wig, but did the same <laughs> stupid rhyme. <laughs> yep. She's like, he'll never know it was me because the person who said that exact same thing earlier wasn't 
blonde. <laughs> so he'll know that I'm a different person. That's true. Looks like uh, the stupid apple didn't fall far from the stupid <laughs> apple tree. <laughs> Maggie May is only as stupid as her mom. Mm-hmm. Her dumb, hot, blonde mom. <laughs> so PDP immediately recognizes uh, <laughs> which What? <laughs> and he says... No, you're witch be witch, and you're gonna try and eat me again. He says, Pairs I refuse to old witch be witch, who would bag me without a hitch. This sounds romantic. It kind of does, yeah. doesn't it? Bag me a good one without even a hitch. And we got hitched. Oh. Aw. Pears. <laughs> uh, pears be the fruit of love. <laughs> eat on. <laughs> So uh, he says, no, I'm not going to give you any pears. Obviously, you're that lady who tried to eat me literally moments ago. Yeah. And she says, no, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm a different person from whoever you're thinking of. I've been in my house all day. This is the first time I'm leaving my house right now. And I came out here and I talked to you and that's all I've done today. And he's like, well, okay, if you say so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And then she says, PDP, pass me a pear, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Pull my hair PDP, look at my hair. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, okay. And he tosses down a pear and it lands in shit again. And then oh, no. she's like, no, toss me another one. He's like, okay. And it lands in piss again. Ew. And she's like, the piss one really bothers me. <laughs> I know. It's so gross. And so then finally she's like, come down and hand me the pear yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Blondes have more fun. <laughs> um, and PDP comes down from the tree and he's like, okay, here's your pear. And she's like, great, put it in my bag. And he's like, this bag looks familiar. And then she pulls it in the bag. <laughs> no, PDP. No. PDP, you dumb idiot. <laughs> so she starts to walk home again. And she gets about halfway home. No. And has to no. <laughs> again. You think she accidentally drank a bunch of that boiling water? <laughs> Probably. Like, damn it. Yeah. She's doing a lot of walking. It's that doesn't hydrate. make you pee. Oh. <laughs> It doesn't? No. <laughs> so she stops about halfway home to pee, and she sets the bag down beside the road. She goes off into the woods to pee, and this time she's tied the bag tighter, because she is capable of learning a lesson. She's tied the bag super tight so that even Petey Pete, with his mandibles of steel, can't <laughs> bite through the rope that binds him into the bag. So his second plan is to call like a quail. <laughs> oh my god is there a quail in this room <laughs> they say bob white they say that that's the sound that a quail makes i don't believe them um bob white <laughs> bob white is there a quail in here <laughs> uh hi white bob white <laughs> white <I'm>, bob <laughs> i'm here to meet with mr frankenstein <laughs> what's happening to us i have a meeting <laughs> single name other than Frankenstein. <laughs> Bob White, hi. <laughs> I'm here to interview for that position. <laughs> oh, Bob White's a quail. <laughs> <laughs> if Mr. Frankenstein knows that's good for him, feel high. That son of a bitch, Bob White the quail. Stop now and dip. 
<laughs> PDP in the sack. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Just he's in a sack. Um, Bob White. <laughs> Bob White. Bob White. Bob White. Checking in. Bob White. Robert White. <laughs> oh, please. Robert White was my father. <laughs> Call you. Call me. <laughs> so, Petey Pete is in the sack and he's making a quail call because, and here's his master plan. <laughs> he knows that people like to go out into the woods and hunt quail. <laughs> I mean, I love it. <laughs> Didn't realize I could find a community. <laughs> yeah, so he makes a quail sound and pretends to be a quail caught in a bag. <laughs> uh, Bob White? Oh my god, I gotta go get that quail. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, a hunter is passing by nearby who happens to be hunting quail along with his trusty hunting dog, and he hears just a dead ringer for the sound of a quail. <laughs> Bob White? <laughs> Representative. <laughs> Mayor Bob White? <laughs> um, Running for a comptroller? Bob White. <laughs> Attorney General Bob White. Um, (laughs) Embroiled in another scandal, Bob White. (laughs) Wienergate. (laughs) And that dog's like... (laughs) Son of a bitch! I didn't vote for him. (laughs) Hashtag not my Wienergate. (laughs) I just punched the table. So this uh, quail hunter hears what can only be the sound of a quail Mm -hmm. stuck in a bag. So he goes to find it. And instead of doing what you might do, finding a quail in a bag and shooting it in the bag and then retrieving the quail without any difficulty, instead of doing that, he opens up the bag, which is, I suppose, fortunate for Petey Pete, who crawls out. Why? Okay, Max, no hunter would see a bag and be like, well, I, this counts. (laughs) Without looking inside, just shoot a bag. Okay, but like, like, if you see a deer. I guess I'm assuming that he's hunting for like food. If you see a deer. But I also guess people tied up. Hunting for food don't hunt quail. (laughs) Well, okay, if you see a deer tied up, it has a collar around his neck and it's just tied to a tree, they're not like, ah, score. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess if you're a bad man. (laughs) But also. Bad, bad man. Yeah, sure. I don't know. No. It just I seems silly. Think, I don't think silly there's a single hunter sack. that would just shoot a bag. It seems silly to open the bag. Well, that you hunt for fun and for food. <laughs> mm. Doesn't sound very fun to me. <laughs> I really, um, you don't enjoy going <clears throat> to the grocery store? No. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I'm really, I'm get really tired mm. a lot when I'm at the, the lights are bad. They hurt my eyes and brain. Bob White. You ever feel like that? <laughs> So the hunter goes and opens up the bag and Petey Pete rolls out and he's like, ah, thanks, mister. And the hunter's like, sure, you're welcome, small child who I just found in a bag. Did you see a quail around here? Petey Pete's like, no, that was me. Also, you're a quail. And just start shooting. (laughs) (laughs) And Petey Pete's like, listen, man, you got to help me. I got kidnapped by a witch, witch be witch. And she thinks I'm in this bag. So we got to put something in this bag. So that no. she doesn't know that I'm missing. No, Max. And this is really upsetting. No, Max, no. <laughs> and the hunter is like, oh, I know exactly where you're no, going with this. No, Max, no. Run, boy, a run. Rock? A rock? Do we put a rock in the bag? And PDP is like, no, put your dog in the no. bag. <laughs> uh, so 
again, being a bad person, this hunter puts his dog in the bag, and then he and Petey Pete go their separate ways. <laughs> um, so, oh, no. Witchby Witch gets back from pissing in the woods. Wow, that was a long piss. <laughs> it wouldn't have been if we hadn't interrupted each other 30 <laughs> times. I mean, the hunter had enough time to untie a bag. I'd be so fast. I'd be often, but quickly. <laughs> I'm pissing a racehorse. <laughs> I know that would be a long time. I pee in quick bursts. Maybe do you, do you pee like a horse who is racing? Like I pee down my race. leg at all times, <laughs> like an astronaut. I've Wait. never been in a bathroom. <laughs> What's it like? <laughs> I and to be fair, the only reason why I haven't been to a bathroom is because old pee pee is always in there <laughs> trying to peek on me. Pee pee, the pee pee peeker. <laughs> Wiener gate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I would like to remind you that one time I tried to tell a charming little t- tale about a horn <laughs> that was put on the outside of a castle, and you called it the piss toots. <laughs> and I would also like to remind you that one time I tried to tell you a charming tale recommended by a listener about a little man named Peewit. <laughs> Guess how that went? <laughs> piss gate. <laughs> I think we so, can make a whole entire, like, you know piss, how you... Li- piss playlist? A play pissed? P- piss list? <laughs> Max, don't say piss list. <laughs> but I do think we could. I think we could make a piss list and it would just be ever growing. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like play pissed better? <laughs> I don't like play pissed. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to like play pissed. <laughs> Yeah, I, we have a lot of piss-related stories, um, okay. and that's my fault. Yes, it is. <laughs> Witch View Witch returns, and she finds a squirming bag, just as she is expecting, next to the road. No. And the bag is barking, and uh-huh. um, she is like, now, now, just because, you know, nothing can help you now, you stupid little pee-pee boy. <laughs> All you can do is bark. And then she picks up the sack and she walks the rest of the way home with this squirming sack that is barking at her. And also punching with four little paws. Four little paws. Like a boy. She did say that he had little paws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe she, she thinks he's a dog. Maybe. That's still not good. <laughs> still not good. So she goes home and she calls out to Maggie May once again to help her at the door and to put water on to boil so that she can boil PDP. Yeah. Maggie May puts the water on, the cauldron boils, and once again, um, no. Witch Be Witch tips this bag, up, upends it over the pot, and this dog, which has been desperately trying to get out, like flips around yes. in the air and lands on the floor and yes. then bites the fuck out of Witch Be Witch's shin and then runs outside into the yard where all of Witch Be Witch and Mar- Maggie May's chickens are like eating and the dog eats all the chickens yes good boy what limitations who the fuck cares about the chickens <laughs> i hope that dog had rabies <laughs> <laughs> why so that would be which would die oh okay and that he'd have a good last meal chicken <laughs> chickens and then runs off yeah presumably to go find the hunter and, and kill go him. eat him <laughs> yeah revenge time and Witch Be Witch is like, ah, I got fooled again. And Maggie Mae says, Mama, have you lost your mind? Is it on dogs now you want to dine? Oh. And <laughs> you got her, Maggie Mae. I uh, got her as. And Witch Be Witch is like, no, obviously I didn't mean to bring a dog home for dinner. I meant to bring a terrible little boy home. Yeah. But he escaped from the sack again. Because <laughs> he's terrible and I can't stop pissing. <laughs> yeah. 
So this time, Witchby Witch is like, all right, well, one more shot at this terrible little boy. So she takes off her blonde wig and puts on... A red wig? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she puts Blondes on... might have more fun, but redheads get laid more. <laughs> <laughs> so she puts on a red wig and she goes back out to the pear tree and... Petey Pete is once again at the top of the tree eating pears. Petey Pete, go to school. Petey Pete, I am calling the fucking principal. You are (laughs) expelled, sir. God forbid a truancy officer ever Mm. did their job. (laughs) I mean, they can't fuck it. He's one kid. You want to go to school? Where are his parents? Where's Mr. Bob White? (laughs) Discipline your child. Mr. White was my father. Petey Pete is back at the top of the tree and he's eating pears and Witchby Witch in a red wig comes yeah. up and is like, oh, Petey Pete, Petey Pete, pass me a pear with your little paws. I mean it, don't guffaw. My mouth waters. I swear, I swear. And he's like, where have I heard this before? And she's <laughs> like, nowhere. I'm brand new. I actually just came in from out of town. I've never been here before and I don't know who you're talking about. And How he's many like, pears are on this pear tree? <laughs> more than a few pears. Yeah, right? <laughs> So the whole thing again. Yeah. And then she puts him in the sack. Good again. Plot. This is on him. I hope he dies this time. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Right? Everyone sucks in this story. Except for the dog. <laughs> Except for the dog. That hero dog. That hero dog who ate all those chickens. Yeah. Look at all the chickens. <laughs> so Wish Be Witch once again has him in the sack. And this time she's like, no pissing. Yeah. <laughs> and so she holds it until she gets home. <laughs> and she has the sack. She calls to Maggie Mae to come help her bring the sack inside. But at this point, it's like nighttime. Yeah. And so Wish Be Witch is like, it's going to be so long before like we can cook this child and make dinner. And it'll be like midnight. Yeah. And, like, you know. So she's like, Maggie Mae, take... PDP, put him out in the chicken coop, and then tomorrow morning, I'm going to go out first thing in the morning, and I'm going to run errands. Oh, my God. Um, And while I'm out, I want you to make him into, uh, like, a potatoes and hash. Okay. Which honestly made me kind of hungry. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound bad. That sounds pretty good. And I hate PDP, so fucking... <laughs> Ah, uh, piss hash. <laughs> Don't say piss hash. <laughs> Do. Go ahead and try. <laughs> Maggie Mae takes PDP out yeah. to the chicken coop and she locks him inside. And they go to bed the next morning. Witch v. Witch goes out to run her errands. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what, what errands could she? She's like, I have to go find one of those <laughs> bladder bags. <laughs> diapers. <laughs> I was looking for the word diapers. <laughs> I'm going to go see my doctor. I think I have some sort of (laughs) UTI or something. (laughs) Maggie Mae goes out to the chicken coop and she's like, hey, PDP. And PDP's like, fuck you. (laughs) And she comes out. She's carrying a cutting board and a big old knife. Yeah. And she's like, hey, Petey, wouldn't this be so much fun? Literally in the story, PDP, just for fun, please lay your head upon this board. (laughs) Not a rhyme. (laughs) Just, like, for fun, for jokes, why don't you... Let me cut off your head. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? What <laughs> And PDP is like, oh, yeah, that would be fun. I'm worried I'm going to fuck it up, though. Can you show me how to do it? And she's like, yeah, of course. So she, like, sets down the knife and the cutting board, and she, like, lays her head down on the cutting board, and she's like, just like this. And he's like, great. And she, he takes the knife and chops off her head. <laughs> PDP's a psycho. PDP's a psycho. Yeah. And then... 
continuing the theme of Petey Pizza Psycho, uh, someone should check on this child. Uh, <laughs> he gets out the frying pan that she had heating up, and he puts her head in the frying pan and starts to cook her up. Yeah. Witch be witch comes back home, and she calls out, and she's like, mm, Maggie Mae, what is cooking? It smells so good. Mm-hmm. And Petey Pete calls out, it's me, I'm cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and she comes into the kitchen, and she sees Petey Pete has climbed to sort of like the stove hood, like the mantle that's really high up. Oh, my God, he's just fucking perched like that <laughs> yes. from The Conjuring. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm and- back on board with Petey Pete, by the way. This is hilarious. <laughs> And she's like, Petey Pete, how the hell did you get up there? And he's like, I stacked a bunch of pots and pans and I climbed them. And now I'm up here. And she's like, oh, good to know. And so she starts stacking pots and pans so that she yeah. can get up and get him. Yeah. Um, and she stacks a bunch of pots on top of each other. And then she starts to climb up and she gets about halfway up. And then all of the pots fall over and she yeah. falls in the fire and gets cooked to death. The and end. Does he eat them? Yes. <laughs> 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 Guaranteed. It's not in the story, but for sure he eats Pete Pete's a real psycho. Yeah, that's a story of a bunch of cannibals. Why should you stay in school? Because well. <laughs> if you skip school, you are cannibals. <laughs> only cannibals skip school kids. <laughs> and only perverts watch other people be. <laughs> remember that. you got to remember the three... P's. The yeah. four P's. Okay. Perverts, PDP, piss. <laughs> <laughs> Perverts, piss on PDP. <laughs> no P-D-P. matter how much he asks. <laughs> PDP. Uh, pears. <laughs> PDP pays for pervert piss. <laughs> this episode is called <laughs> <laughs> a keyboard that's just P. okay well um i think that the standout hero of that story was bob white (laughs) (laughs) this story is so fucking stupid that was so weird okay yeah i i part of the reason i picked this one is because this is like a very class it almost looks like a cookbook it's like a very classic looking italian folklore book yeah and i literally i opened up to the table of contents and it was like pdp and witch bewitched i was like sounds fucking stupid and then i flipped over and i was like oh it is fucking stupid (laughs) That's I, not what I was expecting. I heard you in there giggling as you were writing. So that was exciting <laughs> That was for other me. stuff also. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so that's probably the dumbest story I've ever told. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. Do you want to take a quick break? Let's do it. Okay. We'll be right back. Goodbye. Janie. <laughs> so today, so recently, over Christmas? <laughs> I gotta get my timeline right. It's At May. one point, you gave me a collection of Andrew Lang's first fairy, four fairy books. Fairy books of many colors. Yes. You gave mm-hmm. me the first floor. No. You gave me the first four. <laughs> I keep you them just on take the first this from the floor. top. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you gave me... The collection of the first four of Andrew Lang's fairy books of many colors. The blue, the yellow, the red, and the green. That's the first Mm -hmm. four that he wrote. I have slowly been gathering all of them because they're just so good. I have now the pink also, which I'm going to be reading from today. 
the lilac, the purple, which mm. are very close to each other. I also have the rainbow book, mm. which is bigger. It doesn't match the collection, but I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be taking one from the Pink Fairy book. And just like the other ones, which seem to mostly be grouped in specific, like, areas, most of this one is Asian stories. Mm. I somehow managed to find the only non-Asian story, <laughs> so I will be telling an Italian one. <laughs> Ooh, a couple of Italiano storianos today. That's us. Italiana Storia. <laughs> so, yeah. The Couple story of Piss Paisano. <laughs> That's not, not us. Not both of us. <laughs> so this nope, one is... neither of us. <laughs> this one is how the hermit helped to win the king's daughter. And it was collected first by Laura Gazenbach in Sicilianische Marken. She's German. Oh, yes. I've, I've told a story from that collection before. Yeah, Sicilianische Marken, I think. Martian. Hmm. So he makes a note of this in the intro, which all of his intros are always very charming and very well written because Andrew Lang is adorable. And he always credits his wife and he calls her Mrs. Lang always like she's credited by name and everything. But when he specifically talks about her, he's like, anyway, and as you know, by now, dear readers, all the French has been transla- translated by the brilliant Mrs. Lang. <laughs> all of them, and I'm like, God, you're so cute. Obsessed with Andrew Lang now. I want all of his stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, but he mentions that all of the Sicilian stories here are translated by way of German first, which makes me think that it's like when we put like Russian to English back to Russian, mm-hmm. <laughs> almost, you know, like, maybe there's a little bit that perhaps is off, but who knows? Like that l- translation anecdote that I always share where it's like, the, what is what is it called? The will is strong, but the spirit is weak or something like that. The body is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yes. And it translated back and forth from Russian back into English. It is, the meat is good, but the wine has spoiled. So good. So good. (laughs) Okay, so that's where we're going from. And this is a pretty wild story, and I'm very excited to tell you about it. How the Hermit Helped to Win the King's Daughter. Ooh. All right. There once was a very, very rich man who had three sons. When the man was on his deathbed, he divided his fortune between his three sons evenly. Right? He's like, each one of you, we're not doing this. It only goes to the first one or the youngest. No. Evenly. You each get an equal portion of my fortune. And then he died. Shortly after he died, the king of the land proclaimed that any man who could build a ship that floated on both land and sea could marry his daughter. A duck boat. He wanted like an all-terrain ship. A duck boat. He wanted a duck boat. Did duck boats float on land? No, they drive. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) So immediately upon hearing this, the older son thought, well, I'd love to marry the king's daughter and then I can have all the king's wealth plus my wealth. And so he was like, I'm going to go do it. So he hired all of the shipbuilders in the land to come to his yard and start building a ship. And at (laughs) first they were like, we're not coming. And then he started making a milkshake and they were like, okay, we'll be there in five. So the shipbuilders worked tirelessly, and soon word spread and people began to, like, gather in his yard to watch. His shipbuilders brought all the people to the yard. Mm. And they're like, what a big ship. How's that going to be on land, too? (laughs) Anyway, so eventually people started to show up looking for work. They're like, oh, somebody's hiring? Yes, please, we need work. And so this group of old men came to the house, and they begged to be given work so they could earn their bread. And the eldest brother was really, really mean kind of a dick. And he laughed in their faces and he told them like, you're useless and uh, you need to get off my lawn. <laughs> so <laughs> goodbye. You're not good for anything anymore. Like you've already peaked. You should die in a gutter. <laughs> and then he like slammed the door in their faces. Also, I fucked your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom. 
in the grave. <laughs> so soon after, a group of young boys came to the door and they begged for work. They're like, we would also like to earn our bread. And he was like, oh, you are super weak and you're good for fucking nothing and you're going to grow up and starve to death because you can't do anything. And so then he sent them on their way. And the last person to show up at his door before everyone kind of got the point uh, was this very old man who was a hermit. And he asked for work very politely. But before he could even list his, like, resume skills, uh, <laughs> the eldest brother laughed and slammed the door in his face. Didn't even bother to insult him. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. So the ship was soon built, and the brother was super cocky about it. But the second they got it in the water, it just, like, fell apart and sank to the bottom of the goddamn ocean. And so the eldest brother is devastated. And he had spent every penny of his inheritance on this and now he's super poor he fled to his middle brother's house to take refuge and he explained what happened and he's like brother i tried and i failed and it was worthless and we should never do this again okay and the middle brother is like king's daughter you say (laughs) you failed you say well i'm a middle child and i want attention Sorry for you, but I'm different. I am built different. <laughs> As a middle child, I can confirm this is how it works. So <laughs> so he's like, I bet I could do it. So he hires all the shipbuilders in the land to come and build his boat, ignoring the terrible Yelp review that his oldest brother left. Like, More like shit builders. Shit builders. <laughs> Better than piss builders, am I right? Oh. And so they get to work. Soon a bunch of older men knock on his door, begging for work so they can earn their bread, and he tells them, oh, go fuck yourselves. Get off my lawn. <laughs> They're okay. like, wow, so this runs in the family. Cool, cool. And then the younger boys come begging, and he gives them all wedgies, and he sends them on their way. <laughs> Nerds! That's him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So finally, the old hermit knocks and he politely asks for work. And the middle brother is like, come back when you're younger. <laughs> and then he slams the door in his leg. <laughs> so just like his older brother, as soon as the ship touches water, this like little wave comes and barely hits it. And it just fucking falls all over the place. And it dashes into a bunch of rocks and it like breaks into a million pieces. These guys were building ships before, right? No. He's, you said that they were shipbuilders. They were not. They were he the sons of very all... rich... They hired shipbuilders. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. Is that the shipbuilders built yes. these... Sh- and they saw it. Mm-hmm. Kind of seems like... Bad Yelp reviews. Yes. Yeah. So penniless, the two brothers ran to their youngest brother. And they're like, this was what happened. You need to take us in. And the younger brother's like, yeah, I'll take you in. But why don't this isn't enough money to take care of all three of us. Like, dudes, we need a better system. And then he starts thinking, like, I know both of my brothers failed, but like... If we can get a princess's dowry. Built different. (laughs) Hashtag built different. Not like other brothers. (laughs) I'm better. (laughs) So he knew, he's like, marrying the princess is going to give us a big enough dowry that we can all live well for the rest of our lives. And so he calls all the shipbuilders who at this point, they must be exhausted and like tired of spoiled rich boys crashing their yachts. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. but fine. In this economy, we can't afford not to work. And so uh, he's like, okay, so get to work. And good luck. Do better than what you did with them. Okay, guys? And he gives them, like, a little pet talk and a little sandwich each, and then he sends them off. <laughs> I think you're going to say he gives them a little pat on the ass. <laughs> a little pep talk, a little light workplace sexual harassment, <laughs> and then he sends them off to work on the boat. So <laughs> when the old men come knocking on his door begging for work, he's like, okay. So he gives them easy jobs around the yard. He's like, you guys are pretty old, but, like, yeah, you can go help them. They'll put you to work. And he makes sure they have lots of waters and shade for breaks and, like, little snackies. And he's Aww. like... You know, we have mandated little break times. You have, like, an hour for lunch. Of course, if you take a shorter lunch, you can leave early that day, you know. Mm-hmm. Union breaks. You boys want stuff. some lemonade? 
we like our boss, but he's always showing up in just bikini bottoms <laughs> <laughs> and a and an apron that says "fucking kiss me already." <laughs> Oh, I want that apron. <laughs> he hand wrote it in lipstick. <laughs> With a sharpie. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I want that apron so bad. <laughs> Fucking kiss me already. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kiss me already. I'm cooking. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> okay. So when the young boys come begging, <laughs> this is taking a turn. <laughs> He cheerfully puts them to work next to more experienced shipbuilders so that they can, like, also, like, help out but also learn valuable skills that they can, like, transfer Aww. as they get older, you know. And um, he wrote them all recommendation letters. And he wrote them all recommendation letters. Yeah, he makes sure that they are, like, you know, they are able to go out and be successful later on. And when the old hermit knocks on the door, the youngest brother said, quote, Oh, father, I could not suffer you to work. And then he slams the door. And I'm kidding. No. He's like, <laughs> but you shall be the overseer and you can look after the rest. So he's like, you're... Den mother. <laughs> also, fucking kiss me. <laughs> so the man was a holy hermit. Not just a hermit. He was holy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he was moved by how kind this youngest brother was. And so he vows to help him achieve his goal no matter what. So finally, the ship was finished. And the hermit told the man, quote, go and get the king's daughter. The ship will float on land and sea. It will not sink. And the youngest brother is like, what the fuck? Wait, hold on. You sound like you're saying goodbye. And he's like, oh, I am. Your ship is built. And he's like, well, I just assumed you'd go with me. You're the overseer. You're my dad now. You're just going to make me go alone? And the old man is like, okay, okay. Like, calm down. <laughs> you are you sure are crying a lot for somebody with such an aggressive, aggressively confident apron. <laughs> so he says, I will go with you on this journey on one condition. I want half of you know, everything that you get. Okay. That's fair. I want to be compensated half of what you get. Mm. And he's like, okay. And so they shake on it and they take off. After they had gone some distance in this like all-terrain ship (laughs) rolling around on the, on the grass, they see a man standing in a thick fog, spooky like, and he's holding a big sack. And the sack is a dog. (laughs) And the dog's like, my name's Petey Petey. I'm going to piss on you. And they keep going. (laughs) They're like, that's not my pig, not my farm. <laughs> not my PDP, not my busy bee. <laughs> my PDP, not my busy <laughs> Okay, so they see this man standing in the fog holding a sack. And they watch in amazement as the man takes handfuls of the fog and stuffs it into his sack. <laughs> <laughs> so the youngest brother asks the hermit, oh, what is he doing? And the hermit's like, go ask him. <laughs> Which reminds me of like when moms make their kids order with waiters where she's like, Tell her what you want. And the and the little kid's like, lemonade. <laughs> Come on, say it louder. Lemonade, please. <laughs> any money, please. <laughs> lemonade, please. <laughs> like, any money, please. <laughs> Join us on Patreon. <laughs> Seven dollars, please. <laughs> so, um, the young, the, the hermit's like, okay, well, you go ask him. You could do it. And so he walks up and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and the old man, and the man with the fog is like, "Oh, I'm putting the fog into my sack, and this is my business." <laughs> That's a quote. And leave me alone. <laughs> and that is my business <laughs> and not yours. So at this, the hermit leans in and whispers, "Ask him to come with us." <laughs> and the guy's like, "What?" And he's like, "Ask him to come with us." <laughs> and so the guy's like, "You want to come with us?" And the fog man is like, "Yeah, 
all right, if you feed me and give me lots to drink, sure. And so they're like, okay. And so the three men get on the ship. And once there, the youngest brother tells the hermit, quote, good father, before we were two, and now we are three. <laughs> good job, buddy. <laughs> Wait a minute. One, <laughs> two. Two plus one. Three. Ah, ah, ah. Did I count myself twice? (laughs) And so after they had traveled a little further in the ship, they notice a bunch of trees had been ripped up from the ground. They just start seeing like more and more bare land. And they're like, whoa, with like giant holes in the ground. Hiroshima Taro. And so (laughs) Hiroshima Taro? Hiroshima Taro, right? You're saying Kentaro the golden boy? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. that You said it so confidently. I was like, did we tell another story about a strong little Japanese boy? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> tell us in the Discord. Pay us three dollars. Tell us in the Discord. Okay, so soon they saw a man carrying half the forest on his back like it was nothing more than a Jansport full of Pocky. <laughs> it's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> the hermit. How many people have you seen walking around with a Jansport full of Pocky? At least one. Me. Oh. <laughs> Said the hermit. Full of Pocky? Full. Loose. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's the only way you could do it. Otherwise, there'd be a huge waste of space, right? Mm-hmm. So the hermit told the youth. No, no, no. Different flavors or same flavor? <laughs> all different flavors for all different friends. Mmm. <laughs> Mm. What if they, like, get this stuff on each other? What stuff? <laughs> the <friends>. the flavors. <laughs> okay. So the hermit <laughs> tells the youth to go up and ask what that man is doing. And the kid's like, what are you doing? And the strong man replies, why, I've merely been gathering a handful of brushwood. Meanwhile, he's got the whole fucking forest on his back just, like, strapped there. And he's, like, gathering sticks. <laughs> and so at this, the hermit's like, ask him to join our crew. <laughs> Ask him if he wants to be in our team. And so the strong man's like, yeah, okay. Our team? Yeah. Against what? (laughs) He's like, "Uh, yeah, okay. If you feed me and give me like lots to drink, sure. And so they agree and they, you know, set out. And at this point, the youth is like, we were three, but now we're four. (laughs) The hermit's like, really, really good job. But let's not talk for a while, okay? (laughs) Let's be quiet for a little bit. Let's play the quiet game. Yeah. (laughs) And so next they saw a man drinking out of a stream. Not only was he not shitting himself to death from Giardia, <laughs> but also he was drinking so quickly that the stream was nearly dry after just a few t- uh, seconds. These men are eco-terrorists. Yeah. One of them's like deforesting. That's the word. Yeah. And the other one's just like drying up streams. So the young man was... one's stealing clouds. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so the young man is told to go ask him why he's drinking so much. And the man's like, what? I have a drinking problem. <laughs> Pointing it out. The man's like, what? My wife left me. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you ever seen a thirsty boy? (laughs) And so, again, the hermit told the youngest brother to invite him to join their team. And the man's like, yeah, okay, on the condition that you feed me and water me properly, because I am a very thirsty boy. (laughs) And I need indirect sunlight. (laughs) Also, they're, they're like, join our team. So far... I have no concept of why they're making a team. <laughs> I choose to believe it's because they're going to go try and beat a bunch of aliens in a basketball match, and eventually they will find Michael Jordan. <laughs> Who is the princess. Oh. <laughs> Remember that Michael Jordan is the princess when we get to the end of the story. Cool, Thank good. You. Okay, so uh, they're like, yeah, we will give you everything that you want. And so next they come across a man standing in the middle of a stream, which I guess is like almost completely dry. And he's like, wow, this <laughs> used to be full. Um, and he's shooting arrows straight into the water. I'm going to show you what this man looks like because this is why I picked the story. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm 
not a horny monster. <laughs> and that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. I should have marked this page. Okay. Huh. Bit of a butterface. <laughs> the importance the important part is that he's got a real hot body. Yeah. He's, he's like a Greek god. He's casually pointing an arrow into the stream. He's wearing he a sarong. Of, his face looks kind of like if you uh, shaved off Yosemite Sam's uh, mustache. But his body. <laughs> uh, anyway, I thought this was super hot. So, um, And he's wearing what looks like a hat. It's a Robin Hood hat with a feather in it. Cute. He is cute. I like him. Cute. Show me what's under that sarong. So... <laughs> I'm not a horny monster, so. Um, so this man is shooting arrows into the water. They approach him, and he immediately begins to scream at them that they had frightened it away with all their noise. Oh, my God, shut the water. Up. Yeah, so they were like, we frightened what away? We're sorry. We're just trying to fucking live our lives. What are you <laughs> shooting at? And he's like, oh, there's this quail in the underworld. There's a quail, Max. Bob uh, White. Bob White. Bob White. Bob White. <laughs> <laughs> Bob White, Bob White, Bob White. <laughs> you can't scare Bob White. <laughs> Fucking try. Fucking try. This so, is the Bob White slash sack episode. <laughs> Bob White sack episode. <laughs> okay. So he's like, there's this quail in the underworld. It's no big deal. Stop asking so many questions. What is this, an interrogation? No, you're being weird about this. Go away. And they're like, oh. You want to come with us? <laughs> you want to get on our ship and be in a close space with us? And he's like, yeah, okay. And so... I wasn't doing anything anyway. Yeah. So they go off again, and they come across a man striding towards them, which would be normal, except that his steps were so long that, quote, one foot was on the north of the island, and the other was right down in the south. So he's doing, like, the world's longest split. <laughs> and they're like, what's up? He spat in their fucking face, and he was like, I'm allowed to go for a walk, you fucking pervs. <laughs> so that's what he's doing, and they're like, do you want to get on our boat? <laughs> he's like, okay. How? Right. How's he going to fit all them legs in there? And now there's six. There's not room for all them stems. <laughs> and now there's six become seven. Oh. That is weirdly Looney Tunes. Yeah. To have the legs, like, stretch like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the Looney so... Tunes sack, Bob Williams. <laughs> Bob White's a Looney Tune sack. <laughs> they finally reached the king's castle, and the young man parked his all-terrain ship in front of the castle, and he bows really low. And he's like, I built your weird ship, now give me your daughter, please. <laughs> and the king's like, I'm not thrilled that you just showed up here. I don't know you. Also, who are all these boys? <laughs> There's so many men on this ship, I'm not just going to let my daughter go with you. <laughs> and that's fair. And so he tells the young man... That guy's got stems for days. Yeah, that one is clearly a pervert. <laughs> so he tells the young man that the only way he could have his daughter would be if he could find someone to deliver a letter to hell in under an hour. And the young man's like, that wasn't the deal. You put out a very specific proclamation. I made your ship. And the king's like, well, I mean, you can do what you want, but you're not getting my daughter unless this letter is delivered and answered by the Lord of Hell. He's just like, listen, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. And it's like, no, you do make the you're rules. You're the king. You're the king. <laughs> what? So the young man is very upset, right? Because this is unfair. And he goes stomping and crying back to the hermit. And he tells him the story. And the hermit bops him on his little head and says, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you dummy. Why do you think we have this ragdag group of misfits on our boat? For sex? That was a perk. 
Did you say ragtag or rad dad? Ragtag. <laughs> Pretty sure they're all rad dads. They're all rad dads. This rad dad the... group of boys. <laughs> this rad dad ragtag group of rude dudes with bad dudes. <laughs> uh, he's like, <laughs> he's like, send all lucky long legs to deliver the letter. He's real fast. And the young man's like, ah, oh. he like slams his palm to his forehead and he's like, duh. And he, stupid <laughs> you idiot and so he goes back to the king and he's like okay i have somebody that can deliver the letter and the king's like well i'm not thrilled again that you had somebody so quickly hmm. but they give the letter to long legs and he immediately walks to hell which only took like two steps right Ooh. and okay daddy long legs, daddy long legs. <laughs> and so he found the ruler of the underworld and he was told to wait while he answered the letter and i imagine the letter he opens it up and it says do you think i'm cute circle y or n and so he has to write back circling y oh <laughs> that's what i think is happening but it's taking a while and so while he was waiting daddy long legs get really sleepy because he's walked a long way and he okay, decides he's, gotta, he's his step count is at like five for the day <laughs> and he's so tired <laughs> so he decided to take a short rest but soon he was fast asleep and he forgot all about the time constraint he had to be back in under an hour. And so in the upper world, the youngest brother is starting to get nervous. Like, the clock is ticking by. And so he asks the archer, can you look into the underworld and see what's happening? Since you seem to have that weird power where you can shoot Bob White in the underworld. <laughs> in the and underwear. He's like, okay, Bob, you can shoot Bob White in his Bob Whiteys. <laughs> Bob Tidy Whitey. <laughs> and so the archer looks down and he reports back that their long-legged friend was asleep and so at this the archer pulls back his arrow and he fires straight into hell his arrow stuck his arrow hits daddy long legs in the fucking knee okay so now how is he gonna get back up that's what i was thinking instead of maiming him and getting him permanently stuck in the land of the dead though daddy long legs grabs the response and is like sorry and then runs back up to the surface just in time okay that guy needs new arrows resilient <laughs> uh the king is annoyed and he's like you haven't done enough actually I don't care that you delivered the letter. You're not getting my daughter yet. Um, you can't marry her unless you find someone who can drink half the contents of my cellar in one day. And, like, the thirsty boy is like, hey. <laughs> he, like, slowly just smiles and raises his hand from the back like, it's my time to shine. <laughs> is it a problem if it makes you a winner? <laughs> it sounds like it's only a problem for losers. And Michelle, my ex-wife. <laughs> Come back. Michelle, I miss you. So the hermit's like, you know, send the guy who drinks a lot. <laughs> Tell him to do his best. And so this guy is like overjoyed. He's like, yes! So he gets in the shower and he does... No. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> so he <laughs> gets into the cellar and he doesn't just drink half. He drinks the whole cellar dry. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And he's like lying on the floor just like hiccuping and crying. <laughs> Michelle! <laughs> together i miss you baby he might be my favorite one in the group <laughs> and so the king is pissed but at this point everyone has like heard about this they've all come to witness it so he has kind of no choice but to keep his word however he didn't want to give this stranger his daughter and his riches so he tells the young man that his the dowry would be whatever he could carry out of the palace with like he's like you can find a man who can carry stuff out of the palace but only one man can do it and so the young man's like, that's not how dowry works. That's not what happens. And he's also, mad. 
You could have just said, you could just on your, like, want poster, you could have just said, you get to marry my daughter, but you don't get the dowry. All, okay, on on an actually kind of serious note, all of these fucking fairy tales where the kings are like, they set impossible tasks for men to marry their daughters... It seems so fucking creepy. Yeah. Like, I, they specifically set up a world in which their daughters will never get married, mm-hmm. which is insanely creepy. Mm-hmm. This is the same, like, this is the fairy tale version of, like, dads standing outside with a fucking shotgun every time their daughter brings home a boy. You know, like, it's possessive, it's creepy, it makes you wonder, like, what's your stake in this that you're so protective over mm-hmm. your daughter's virginity? I don't know. It's it's yeah. creepy. Uh, dads don't do that. <laughs> It's not fucking cute. Nope. Anyway, so this king is like, listen, you can complain all you want, but um, these are the rules I just made up, so. <laughs> I don't it. make them, I just enforce them. <laughs> yep. The hermit hears this, and he's like, were you kicked in the head by a horse as a child? Serious question. Did you have severe brain damage? Did somebody suffocate you with a pillow? <sighs> we have a man who can carry a forest on his back. Why are you complaining? <laughs> and so the kid's like, oh, okay. And so he's like, strong man, go rob this king blind. Take everything. I don't care if the whole palace is empty. So the strong man's like, you got it, dude. So he goes to the castle and he puts all of like the tables and the chairs and all of like the fine china and everything. She's like piles them up like higher and higher on his back. Everything that's not nailed down gets put on this guy's back. <laughs> and the last thing he does is he hobbles over to where the king is and he plucks the crown off his head and he throws it up on top of the pile. Uh, and I put like the Grinch in the Grinch. Oh. Yeah. And then the young man, his six best friends, his wife, and everything that had once been in the castle piled into the ship and set sail for home. They also took the ship that they brought there. Because <laughs> it didn't say anything in the contract about the king keeping it. No. Ha, you fool. <laughs> you idiot. So the king is pissed, right? And he called together his army and he sent all of his warships after them. And when the young man saw all those war vessels gaining on them, he screamed out, No! We're going to die! Oh, no! And he starts just crying and throwing up everywhere and pissing his pants. And so at which point the hermit has no choice but to slap him across the face and yell, Pull yourself together, man! And he calls out for the man with a sack full of fog, and he tells him to release it over the water. Remember that guy? Yeah. We thought he wouldn't get a chance to shine. Here's his chance to shine. Wow. Here's his chance specifically to block out the sunshine. Oh. Um, so soon there's so much fog that the warships couldn't see them or each other, and they're forced to, like, retreat. And the young man, his friends, his stuff, and his wife make it safely home with no further incidents. The young man thanked the hermit for his counsel and was reminded that he owes the hermit half of everything that they got. And so he's like, okay. So he sits down, and he's like, one for you, one for me. I love counting, one for you. I This is the best thing ever. Three and four. We were four, and now we're five. And so he does that whole thing. He has a whole day of it. Mm-hmm. He's overjoyed. And so at the end, he's like, here you go, hermit. Half of everything. Ha ha. Have, no. have a great life. And the hermit puts his hands on his hips and shakes his head and says, you're trying to cheat me. <laughs> he puts his hands on his hips and he shakes his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he twerks and he's like, all right, you can have more than half. <laughs> so half of everything I own and also my whole heart. <laughs> For dad ass. And so he's like, you're trying to treat me. And the young man's confused. He's like, what do you mean? And he says, you're forgetting the best thing of all, the beautiful princess. And the young man is like, horrified at the thought because he's fallen in love with the beautiful princess. And it's maybe not good to share your new wife with a decrepit old wizard, but a promise is a promise. So he unsheaths his katana. (laughs) And he raises it above his wife's head. And he... Starts to, like, slam it down on top of her because he's going to cut her in half hot dog style. (laughs) (laughs) 
not even hamburger style. Nope. <laughs> and the hermit screamed, no, wait, I was just kidding. <laughs> and he tells him like, oh my God, keep your wife. Also keep all your treasures. I don't want anything. That was a joke. He's like, I wanted to give you a little test to see how much of a good boy you are. And turns out you're a very good boy. And so he you tells- keep your promises and you like to do murder. <laughs> you love it. And that's what a good boy is. And so he tells the young couple that if they ever needed anything at all, they could ever, they could call him and he would come. And then he touched their heads and vanished. <laughs> Ping pong. Bye. <laughs> Ping pong. Bye. <laughs> I know how we should end this episode. <laughs> so the next day they had the wedding and the two brothers came to the house uh, and they all lived happily together. All of them in mm-hmm, one house. Mm-hmm. This poor girl. And they never forgot about that friendly old wizard who had freaked them out at the end, but turned out to be an okay guy. Goodbye. <laughs> Also, they can always ask him for help, and it won't even be weird, because it's not like he, like, tried to marry the guy's wife or anything. He tried to marry half of her. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so here's It's going to be weird at Christmas. <laughs> so that's the end. The, the notes are that the Pink Fairy book is full of many types of tales, including a lot of Asian tales, as I mentioned. In the introduction, Andrew Lang says this, and I thought I'd end on this, because I, I love the way he writes so much. So this, this is a quote. We cannot all be young, alas, and pretty, and strong, but nothing prevents us from being kind, and no kind man, woman, or beast, or bird ever comes to anything but good in these oldest fables of the world. So far, all the tales are true, and no further. So he had mentioned at the beginning that, like, there are certain stories in this book that might be scary for little kids. Like, he specifically calls out one. He's like, maybe skip that one if you have a sensitive child, which I'm like, Andrew Lang, sweet boy. And he's like, you know, if you have a sensitive child, skip that one. It's going to be a little bit. He's like, and kids, you know, it's a scary story, but it's not true. You know, this isn't stuff that truly happens. He explains kind of the nature of fairy tales to children. And then he ends there with, like, the one true thing is that, all of these stories have kindness in them and all of the stories have like, you know, meeting new people and these are things that we can do. And that's the true part about fairy tales is that there are certain values that we can emulate. And uh, that's kind of how his introduction goes, which I thought was very sweet. That's really good. It doesn't mean much when an old man tried to split a woman in half. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Um, So yeah, that's how the hermit helped to win a woman. (laughs) The moral of that story is muddy. Yeah. It's very unclear. Like, the brother wasn't an asshole, so a wizard helped him, and Mm -hmm. then he... The brother didn't really have to do anything else, and the wizard kind of did the rest of it. He seemed to only not be an asshole because he was too stupid. Yeah. He should marry Maggie May. He should marry Maggie May. They'd have the world's stupidest babies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, guys... We're going to take a break and then go record the June bonus episode. Yeah. And so if you want to hear that, if you hear this and you're like, what? I want to hear a boners episode. Join the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really a really good one. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I've got a cowboy story. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? So with that, we're going to head on out. We'll put pictures up on our Instagram. Yeah. And all of our social media links are in our show notes and on our website, swordofthestory.com. Yeah, so, you know, ping pong, bye. (laughs) Ping pong, bye. (laughs) I truly don't know how our acoustics could get any better in this room because we are recording on two mid-range microphones and also we live inside of a giant conch shell. So I really don't see why there's an echo. Um, Hey, Max, (laughs) can you say it correctly? Conk. No. You think you're too good for the conch show? <laughs>
I'm moving out. <laughs> I can't live like this anymore. <laughs> Conk. 